0: In This League Presents, the NFL Draft Prospect Podcast. You like that? You like that? In this war room. Hug it, chug it, football. Here's your host, Scott Bogman. Welcome back to the War Room, everyone. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter, at Sports. Joined, as always, by CK at C-O-P-I-E-P-S on the twitter machine Look, looking nice and tan uh mm-hmm. doing some mardi gras celebrating down there uh ck how's uh how's life treating you in bama oh i can't complain dude
1: i said as i'm as we're talking right now my the area where i live is getting ice storms and 15 inches of snow and i'm down here eating moon pies and enjoying parades left and right <laughs> in 75 degree
0: weather so yeah this has been a great couple of weeks for me Yeah, it's like unseasonably hot in the south right now. Uh, It's going to be like, I think right now it's over uh, 80 degrees in the Houston area. So uh, which is like 10 to 15 degrees hotter than it normally is. So I'll take it. You know, uh, don't have to shovel anything. AC comes on a little bit during the day. I'm sure that's making all those people up north uh, upset that I'm saying that. But uh, yeah, the weather here is outstanding. And, you know, we're kind of we're in the calm before the combine storm uh, right now. So on the show today, we are going to talk about some draft rumors. We are going to put together. This is a first mock draft. I've been a part of at all, uh, in this off season. I really don't like to do them until after free agency, but, uh, this was a fun exercise. CK and I sat down, we organized the entire first round. We have some trades in here as well. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. And then we're going to be talking about team needs for the AFC East. So, um, please check out in this league.com. That's uh, the Patreon for the show. And, you know, it just if you jump on there, you get some bonuses, but it helps support this show and all the other show, shows that we do at In This League. So uh, group me rooms if you're LT or captain, um, all kinds of stuff. Rankings at the $5 level. Uh, when we get to ranking season, we're already in baseball. So if you want to jump on at $5, bucks, you are going to get the Welsh prospect. You're going to get my rankings for baseball. You're going to get Welsh's rankings. I'm going to have my dynasty rankings pre-draft posted up there pretty soon I'll have my pre-draft rookie uh, rankings probably two weeks before the NFL draft but the real rankings are after the draft that you guys want and I'll have those days after the NFL draft so um, please check that out if you would but CK let's start with some draft rumors man what do we got going on what's floating around in the in the draft world right now
1: well let's start with the one that we've talked about here a couple times and that's your your fear that Bijan becomes a Raven. So Todd McShay, uh, one of the more famous draft analysts on ESPN, put out, I think it was a second mock draft. And in doing so, he mocked Bijan to the Ravens. And I did not know that Mel Kuyper is a Baltimore Ravens fan, but he went out and said he will retire if the Ravens draft Bijan, being that they were second worst in the league with wide receiver receiving yards and wide receiver catches. He just said, you know, we need a receiver so much more in this case. I'm retiring. What do we think? Bijan to the Ravens. We've talked about it a couple times here.
0: Man, I mean, as much as I don't want Bijan to go to Baltimore, I would be okay if Mel Kuyper retired. Uh, JK, JK. But, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I think that Kuyper just, uh, didn't he do this a couple of years ago and whatever he said came true and he didn't retire? Like, it's hyperbole. I understand what he's saying, Um, that you need a wide receiver, but it, this all depends on what happens with Lamar because if Lamar comes back, then, yeah, get him a big target. That's absolutely what you need. If you trade Lamar, which, you know, spoiler alert, we may see a scenario that plays out uh, in a little bit here, but if you trade Lamar, then you're going to need a running back like Bichon to be the number one force of whoever you bring in, you know, whether it's a vet, whether it's, um, you know, someone you end up drafting because, you know, if you trade Lamar, you better get a high pick, you know, Um you gotta do something to help that that offense. You're not gonna put Tyler Huntley back there the whole season. I mean, as much as we enjoy Tyler Huntley, CK, you in particular, right, my guy, he's a backup. I'll take him. He's a backup. He's a backup. Though, backup right? Yeah. He's a yeah.
1: He's he's a he's a bridge quarterback. He's he's yeah. Jacoby Brissett. He's something like that at, at his peak. He's a bridge quarterback. He's not I don't even someone, think
0: he's as good as Jacoby overall. He's not now. Yeah. Well,
1: he's definitely not now. But could you could you go with Lamar or Tyler Huntley for a year and say, as a bridge and say, well, okay, well, we're tanking. We're trying to get Caleb Williams, or whatever you could, but sure. the the Baltimore's not going to win games. We saw it when Tyler Huntley filled in for Lamar. They lost a lot of games. They're
0: too good to do that too. the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go out and you trade picks for Roquan. The defense is so much better. Uh, the offensive pieces are still good. You know, Mark Andrews is great. The line is pretty decent. Uh, so this is the, you know, I, I, bichon makes sense there i think though and also look if if you want to change things up in the receiving game bichon comes in and is your wide receiver too anyway you know so uh yeah mark andrews get a different wide out maybe sign a wide out and have bichon in there i just there's plenty of scenarios where bichon makes sense to baltimore so i kind of don't I, I i don't agree even though he's a fan and you know look the fans of their teams know their teams better than anybody else, and and he's a draft guy that does that. So I completely understand. But I mean, we've watched this team draft and fail with wide receivers over and over and over and over. So you know, I and I don't think they're uh, gonna just throw Rashad Bateman in the trash right now. So uh, I think there's definitely a possibility that that happens. That he goes to Bijan, and um, or Bijan goes to Baltimore, and uh, Mel Kiper has to, you know, he won't retire, but he'll. Eat have to crow. eat a lot of crow. Yes, yeah. he will have to eat some crow. I agree. I
1: think I think it's very possible that Bijan ends up in Baltimore. Let's talk another one that was mentioned on that show, because this one was said by Kuyper, again, at talking about Anthony Richardson. I've seen some mocks have moved him as highest. Number one, He his quote was, there's people from the league that I respect, have great opinions over the years. Talents is in abundance. Howitzer of an arm, tremendous runner, said he's not getting out of the top 15. So we went and did this mock draft together, and we will have him in the top 15. And I agree. At this point, I don't think he gets out of the top fifteen because you just look at all the quarterback needy teams we talked about: Houston, yeah. Indy, Seattle, maybe Vegas, yes, Carolina, yes, and then even technically Washington is sixteen. But that is how many. Tampa teams we Bay, talked New about? Orleans, mm-hmm. yeah, and they can I move mean, up if he's falling right. They're going to move up yeah. and make a move for Anthony Richardson. So I, I agree with that one. I don't think Anthony Richardson gets out of the top fifteen anymore.
0: And, and I mean, I think I just actually saw um somewhere on Instagram that uh I th- I think CBS Sports put him at number 1 in one of their most recent mock drafts and um on uh one of the betting places he's like at plus 270 now to go one overall which is insanely high um so and I think when you're really going to start seeing that the buzz of Richardson one overall Would be after the combine if he goes and he does everything he is going to put up crazy numbers at the combine he's going to be the fastest uh, quarterback he's going to have a giant arm Um, he's going to interview well like he's just uh, he's a guy that could have some serious helium and this is you know kind of what I was talking about when everyone said Bryce Young was uh, Bryce Young with a bullet number one number one number one I agree that he's the best quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, I don't I don't think there's much arguing that, that he's the best quarterback. But I think Tua and what happened to him hurts anyone that is short of stature with a slight frame, and that's what Bryce Young is. He's short of stature with a slight frame. He's a very, very smart guy. I think he manipulates the pocket way better than Tua, so I don't think he's going to be in that situation to get hurt as often as Tua uh, has, but you know. These things and the potential upside for a guy like Will Levis, uh, with some movement, Anthony Richardson with some scrambling ability. I mean, yeah, you could easily see a team falling in love with traits and taking a guy no- like him, number one overall. If Anthony
1: Richardson goes out at the combine next week and runs four, three, three, something really low, I think that any measures in as big as we think he is, you know, if he is truly six, five and two hundred and 30 pounds or whatever, I think I have him down at. If he does that and he shows that type of speed, then sure, yeah, that the traits are off the charts. We've talked about it before. Now he's the type of guy though, that if he goes and let's say he only measures, maybe he is only six foot four, which is still a huge quarterback. Yeah. And he runs four foot, but instead of running a four three, he runs four six, then it's okay. Well, maybe we didn't see it as well either. So the, the combine is gonna be huge for Anthony Richardson. And he, and, he may not do anything. And he might not do anything. Exactly. And we haven't even heard that yet,
0: which would be a mystery. And then all of his numbers from his pro days will uh, of course be um, his pro day will be amazing. So uh, we'll see about him, but yeah, he's going to go high. There's four quarterbacks that are going to go high. And we know that Uh, what, what else do we got on tap here? Uh, we talked about this one
1: off air. The quote was from an anonymous source that was close to the Cowboys. Dallas is absolutely intrigued by Stroud. And I thought you nailed it when we talked most recently about C.J. Stroud when you said that you are very much intrigued by some ladies in our lives. But does not that mean that we have much of a chance,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, Dallas would have to move heaven and earth. And uh, now you're going to be paying Dak unless you trade him. If, if you go and get C.J. Stroud, then you're probably moving Dak. So uh, I guess that would work. Maybe you trade Dak to move up uh, to get C.J. Stroud if he slips a little bit. But uh, you kind of built this around Dak. So uh, I don't think I don't think this is really within the realm of possibility. I I don't
1: think so either, because if you're ranking the possible quarterbacks that we've heard as trade pieces that are established NFL starters, we have Lamar. He's ahead of Dak. You have Justin Fields because he's on a rookie contract. I think it's more likely that Justin Fields moves even than Dak and I said yes. I don't think that's very likely. So yeah, I don't I don't see that one happening. They might be intrigued by by CJ Stroud, but I think a lot of teams are probably intrigued by CJ Stroud and it doesn't mean they're actually going to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Uh, what we did here, I think Matt Miller works for ESPN now too. I'm pretty sure he does, but his quote was that the bears will, the overwhelming feedback is that bears won't get a King's ransom for the number one pick, but Indianapolis is in the best situation to make that move. We've said before that we think Indy probably makes the most sense to move up to there. Yeah. Getting a King's ransom or not. Well, we have them in what we're going to talk about here. We do have them trading up, not with Indy. But I, and I think what we 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 talked it out. We thought what's fair, what's not fair here. Indy's going to have to give up another first round pick. I think if Indy's going to make that move, yeah. we said they don't have the capital this year to do it. They're going to have to give up a first round pick next year, two firsts or the fourth, and a first round pick next year to move up three spots. It's fair both ways, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, what is not a king's ransom, yeah. and at what point are you going to not get a king's ransom for someone to move up to number one overall? I mean, that's the whole point in tanking is you either take an amazing player at that spot or now you get the King's ransom for somebody else to come up and get the amazing player, the player that they want, who, whatever it is. You know, Um, I know that this draft, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, this draft is not overly talented. I don't know about that, man. I think there's a lot of talent in this draft. You know, I, I think there's not sure fire. Uh, you know, guys that are there's for no sure going to hit. There's no Trevor yeah. Lawrence, right? There's no
1: Trevor Lawrence. There's no Andrew Luck. If Bryce Young was six five, maybe he's Trevor Lawrence. Then we maybe we talk like that. But that's the thing. There is no guaranteed first pick overall. But I don't. I hear that too, and I I don't agree. I think it's a perfectly fine class without a absolute rock solid. I know that this guy's going to hit, and even those guys. You have two of
0: those guys really in this draft, right? It's Carter and Anderson. Uh, like in terms of generational type of talent. And and, and Bijan, could make the case obviously.
1: for Bijan, right? Bijan yeah. and Michael Mayer, maybe, are the other two that I f- I said I feel it's very unlikely that any one of those four busts to me. I yeah, it seems like they're at worst. Michael Mayer is a ten-year starter in the NFL who is Hunter Henry, good, which is fine. But no, none of those four are going to bust. The other ones, yeah, there's questions, but you can poke holes in anybody, right? Zach sure. Wilson got picked second overall. Don't forget that. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> in in a uh, draft that was deep. With them. yes. So yeah, I I'm with you. Uh, what what else do we have in terms of rumors here? So this one
1: moves to we already went through the NFC. We talked a lot about Daniel Jones. What's what are the Giants going to do? What are they not going to do? Daniel Jones switched agents this week, and it apparently is off to. I think the quote was a rocky start. Was the what they the way they phrased it? His <laughs> yeah. his tenure here. They trying to re-sign him, and it sounds like he's going to get the franchise tag. Does. Does that mean Saquon's out? Where do we stand now on the Giants situation?
0: Well, I think that definitely means Saquon's out because from what we've heard is also Saquon wants more money than the Giants anticipated. So, um, you know, you, you see the uh, Vegas odds have the Bears as the most likely uh, to sign Saquon. And that's just because the Bears have so much money. But I mean, come on. What did what did Saquon do for Danny Dimes this year in a proper offense under Brian Dable? Right. Um, They made it work without wide receivers. If you're the Bears, you're standing around with no wide receivers or at least not a number one. I would say Claypool and Mooney are better than what they had in New York. Uh, Obviously, you know, offensive line is a question for Chicago, as it was with New York as well. Uh, But that I mean, what could help fields more than sticking Saquon right next to him? You know, so. Uh, that makes sense. And you can only have one franchise tag. And if you're that far apart with Daniel Jones, you know, it, from what we've heard is he wants, what was it like 45 annually, which 45, would like a a
1: mil- 45 annual is what I saw too. Yeah, top
0: three quarterback in the NFL. You, uh, I mean, that is hard to justify mm-hmm. if you're the giants, like, because Dan- Danny dimes is good. Maybe he's a top 12 quarterback in the league. He's not a top three, so you can't give him top three money you probably need to franchise him and see what he does next year. And if he's amazing again, then, okay, you hit him with that second franchise tag. That is, you know, uh, that that'll put him in the top three and then, or you try to figure it out before you get that franchise tag, but you just cannot give him 45 a year for a long period of time. Maybe for one year, if you want to give him 45 for three years, and see what happens with the cap. Maybe it inflates a little more, then fine. But I don't think you can't make a five, six, seven-year commitment with this guy as a top-three paid quarterback in the NFL because he's not a top-three quarterback, right?
1: Yeah, this is not Josh Allen. This is not Patrick Mahomes getting these big deals. I like Daniel Jones. I've said it before. I like Daniel Jones, but he is not $45 million a year. And here's the thing. If they... I do think they are going to give him the franchise tag at this point. Mm -hmm. And Saquon is going to walk at that point. And here's the thing. It's going to hurt Daniel Jones with Saquon gone because Saquon makes that offense so much better. So you franchise tag Daniel Jones, and then does he revert after one year to Daniel Jones that looked average to mediocre? They got
0: nothing else in terms of running
1: backs on that roster. Gary Brightwell. That is the only one. I just went back to look at our (laughs) sheet. That is the only one on the roster right now.
0: U of A represent, Chad.
1: Let's (laughs) go. That's right. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think they're going to franchise Daniel Jones. And I think Saquon hits free agency. Maybe the Bears. Now, that'd be great for Justin Fields' value. I mean, that would, we just saw what Daniel Jones did taking a step up, whether it was Brian Dable, but having Saquon there helped. But yeah, that'll be a fun free agency to watch. Last rumor I have is just the talk about the. Broncos wanted to trade some of these receivers. So apparently during the regular season, there's reports that they were trying to trade Jerry Judy. And now that we've hit the postseason, season, Jones, who works for the ringer. And I think she's on the, or is on the athletic football podcast said that they are trying to move Cortland Sutton here too, for some draft picks. What do we think of that one?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you're kind of, you bring in Sean Payton, you know, you do all this work to get him and now you're kind of hitting the reset button here. And I don't, I don't mind them trading Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. I kind of understand that. I mean, Jerry Judy was underperforming and hurt all the time until this year, and he's still a little banged up this year as well. Cortland Sutton, kind of the same thing, came came in, exploded, was awesome, tore up his knee uh, in 2020, hasn't really looked the same since then. So, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of understand it, but what are you doing at that position? If not for those guys, like you have to have a plan. Is KJ Hamler healthy? Uh, Do you like Montrell Washington that much? Like who are the guys that step up? If you do trade these guys or are there guys that you're looking to sign? We know this is a weak wide receiver class. That's uh, in free agency. That is why um, the bears gave a second round pick to Pittsburgh for Chase Claypool, right? Uh, Is because they didn't like what this free agent class uh looks like now Hopkins is on the block. You can make other moves, right? Uh th- there are other moves to be made, but I don't know, man. This is um if you get rid of these guys, what do you have? It's it's a lot of you know inexperience, uh to put it nicely. And that's so, what
1: I don't know. Th- and that's why I don't I don't think this one happens, just because when Russell Wilson came there, it was easy to say, okay, well, Courtland Sutton is your DK Metcalf and Jerry Judy is your Tyler Lockett, right? Well, sure. it didn't work out for whatever reason. Part of it probably being Nathaniel Hackett. That certainly didn't help.
0: Also, Russell Wilson wasn't your Russell Wilson. <laughs> and then Russell Wilson
1: wasn't particularly good, but they're, they're invested, right? Russell Wilson is going to be the quarterback of this team. They just made this move for Sean Payton. So it is all in in Denver. So to take, trade away a Cortland Sutton or a Jerry Judy, now you're back to being half in. And you just moved all this capital. So I don't see how that would help that team any. So I don't think that's going to happen for person.
0: Yeah, like, and also trade one, right? Mm -hmm. If you you are going to move, you can't move them both because that leaves you empty handed. Uh, And if you do trade them, then you're obviously taking a wide receiver at some point or two in this draft. And that's a lot of inexperience in a new offensive system too with a quarterback that was rough last year and they still have a battle line and other needs to address so uh you know we'll get to them in a couple weeks i believe that's our our last division that that we'll talk about uh but yeah i mean that is um i don't i don't i'm not buying it i don't see how it's possible for them right now so uh i guess we'll see i think if if something's done in terms of the broncos wide receivers i think it's during the draft i think it's like okay brown style yeah exactly Exactly. So like, okay, we can move Judy and pick up Jordan Addison here, whatever, you know, that is something uh, I think that would be uh, more likely. But are you ready to mock draft it? We put this together a couple days ago, so it'll be fun going back to look at it here. So um, with the first pick in the draft, of course, belonging to the Chicago Bears, we have a trade. We decided to go ahead and do trades and You know, I don't like doing trades most of the time in my mock drafts, but it's just impossible to get around this year. You have to do them because they're clearly going to happen. Uh, I think there's going to be about a million to a million and a half (laughs) trades in this draft. Uh, I think in the first round, you're going to see, I would say at least five or six trades Mm -hmm. in the first round. So um, we start out the first pick. We got the Texans moving up. They give up the number two overall pick 33 and 65 to move up one spot to get Bryce Young. Um, And look, you know, we can talk about how the Bears aren't going to get a King's Ransom at all right now, but if all it takes is two teams liking the same guy, that's it. That's all it takes. So as of right now, maybe they wouldn't get a King's Ransom, but if Houston and Indy both want this first pick, they both want Bryce Young, now you get them in a good old-fashioned bidding war, and that is why I've seen the rumors that say it would be, you know, uh, a first a second and then um you know like a fifth or a sixth or just something later i don't think so i think it's gonna move up uh and you know the texans move up and they get their guy. so um uh, are you still feeling pretty good about this about bryce young going to houston i am i think that's who houston wants and i
1: think it sounds like okay you're giving up you're you're moving up one spot and you're giving up your second round pick and your third round pick. Okay. They still have another first round pick from Cleveland. They have another third round pick from Cleveland and they have at least five other late round picks. I think they have four or five, six round picks this draft. They have four, six round picks. So they have plenty left and they have another first round pick next year. So Houston, if you're going to rebuild this, if Bryce young is who you think is your guy that you're going to build around. And I think he should be then, yeah, you you move three picks and you go get him, and then you still have plenty of capital to build around him, which we'll do here in a little bit with pick
0: 12. They've done the hard work, so absolutely. So All right, so Houston takes Bryce Young, which puts Chicago at two. Uh, we thought about maybe making another trade up here, but we decided that Chicago, look, you just added some extra picks. You have so many needs, but let's get a generational talent on this line, we talked about how bad the interior of the defensive line is for them, how bad the edge rushers are. Uh, it's rough in Chicago. So we gave them Jalen Carter, the IDL from Georgia. Uh, still feeling good about that one, too. It's between Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. We've talked about it a couple
1: times on here. It's They're they're both going to be really good players. I just think Jalen Carter as an interior guy fits more what Eberflus wants in his defense.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree, you know, it, it's a tough call between those two, but yeah, Carter seems like can't miss, so it's a we go no to, lose situation, too, though. Right? Yeah, if you took Will you Anderson, take.
1: you'd be very happy with Will Anderson.
0: And by the way, at number three, we have the Cardinals taking Will Anderson, and it this Same could thing. just be reversed. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't matter, these are the two biggest needs we talked about the Cardinals last week, two biggest needs for. for for the Arizona Cardinals outside of, you know, probably a quarterback to replace uh, Kyler Murray for 50% of the season at worst, you know, or at best. I mean, Uh, so um, is the line JJ Watt retiring. Uh, We we have other guys uh, leaving. Zach Allen is gone as a free agent. Marcus Golden's like their only pass rusher they have left. So will Anderson. uh, My, I think will Anderson is the safest player in this draft. Um and he's also probably the best too.
1: Will Anderson, if he falls to three, it's a steal because it it reminds me so much of Penny Sewell last year, where we just thought, okay, Penny Sewell is going to be this locked in top very, very high pick, right? And then Trayvon Walker kind of shot up the board and Penny Sewell fell to I think seven to Detroit or something like that because on Thibodeau and and people are like, Oh, well, he's he's just good. But Will Anderson's just good. And so wherever he gets picked, he's going to be exceptionally talented. And I think Arizona would be over the moon to get him at three. I see him falling to like five or six in some of these drafts, which is insane to me.
0: I don't think that's going to no. happen either. Um, I mean, it'd have to be like everybody trading up for quarterbacks mm-hmm. if if that's the case. And I don't think that's going to happen. And number four, we have the Colts sticking and getting Will Levis. So uh, we've already heard the rumors that they're obsessed with Will Levis, which we talked about last week and said, how the hell can you be obsessed with a guy when you just hired your head coach? We have no idea who he is going to like, but uh, you know, he would seem to fit for Syken, uh, a quarterback that can move um we talked about you know his production at Kentucky being down but all the physical tools are there and uh it seems like Will Levis right now unless all these Anthony Richardson uh you know things start to happen is the second quarterback uh on most boards right now
1: yeah it's not the pick i'd make if i was a quarterback i'd still take CJ Stroud but i do think Indy will take Will Levis cuz i think they love to shoot
0: for upside and he's got it uh, number five, we danced around this pick. We changed it a couple times uh, for the Seattle Seahawks because they have a lot of needs. But we settled on uh, Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of uh, Texas Tech. And Wilson is a late developing guy. You know, started out at AM, didn't have success there, moved over to the Big 12. Um, and really, it was last year where he took off, but incredible length. Uh, as, as an edge rusher and a guy that can play, uh, in the B gap too, if you want him to, he can move around and, um, they have a lot of needs on defense still, but the line is the biggest. I love this. I think, um, getting this guy on the line with Uchenna Nwosu, who I think is a completely underrated, uh, edge rusher who is very, very good would make this line all of the sudden pretty damn dangerous. And, uh, you know, it's kind of an easy pick, which, doesn't really make sense for what Pete Carroll has done with these picks for Seattle they always like to you know pick way down off the board or somebody weird but uh if you're picking this high let's take someone that uh you know is se- seemingly pretty safe now once again only one year of production uh strong high production for Tyree but he really can fit anywhere so I do I I end up liking this pick but we we played with ideas here we did. It's a, it's a team that they also have a ton of draft capital.
1: So if they fall in love with someone, they they can make the moves. We've said it before; they yes. can go get whoever they want. But could they? Should they just stay here and take Tyree Wilson if he's there? I I think so. It, like you said, uh, Boye Mafe is still there, and you mentioned Nobosu. They have line rotational players. I think Tyree Wilson could be a star. I'm not guaranteeing that, but you mentioned it six six two seventy five with absurd wingspan if it wasn't for dewan jones we'd be talking about tyree wilson's wingspan all the time and as a defensive player could you get someone who knocks down a ton of passes at the line and dominates and holds up and lets lets those linebackers flow yeah you could and they're building a really good defense in seattle
0: yeah exactly so uh tougher pick uh if we do it again we'll make it a weird one for seattle for sure like they usually do uh number seven or excuse me number six i'll let you announce this one this is Detroit picking because this is your guy.
1: I love Devin Witherspoon. We've talked about what does Detroit need? It's probably going to be defense the way that they pick here. And Jeff Akuda didn't work out. Devin Witherspoon's a better player. I think he's just a simply a better player than Jeff Akuda And Jeff Akuda gets another year if he works out. Maybe he signed to an extension. But Devin Witherspoon, day one, I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna compare anybody to Sauce Gardner, who we'll talk about today because that was an amazing rookie year. Yeah, but but he could easily be one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL in a couple of years.
0: Yeah, I, I love this guy. Tenacious, definitely has that uh, attitude uh, of uh, Dan Campbell, a guy that is not afraid to stick his nose in the run game either. Uh, we'll play slot, we'll play outside, Whatever you want to do with him. It will work. So I am all aboard uh, the Devin Witherspoon as the number one CB train. Uh, let's go to Vegas at number seven. We talked. Uh, we've talked about how, there's no quarterback on this roster. Jared Stidham's a free agent. They cut Derek Carr. They got nothing. So we have CJ Stroud falling to pick number seven here. Uh, I don't hate this. I think this is a good landing spot for him. You have a rookie. You give him some weapons. He's got, you know, hopefully, I think they'll franchise Josh Jacobs. So they're going to have Josh Jacobs. They're going to have Devontae. Uh, You're going to have Hunter Renfro, hopefully healthy. I mean, I don't know if Darren Waller will ever be healthy, but you've got Foster Moreau behind him. So, You have uh, some pass catchers here for a rookie QB. The line probably still needs a little bit more work, but they were a little better um, in in 2022. You know, they were got off on 2021, so they were better in 2022. I love this fit. Um, You know, uh, Stroud could be the guy that slips a little bit, especially if he doesn't do anything at the Combine, which I don't know if he will. So I kind of like this fit, and it's definitely the biggest need for the Raiders. I think it'd be the best fit for a quarterback year one. I love Bryce Young. I,
1: I think Houston is probably not going to have the weapons that Vegas, obviously they don't have Devonte Adams, right? Or anything like that. Or you mentioned Waller or Jacobs, the talent on Vegas. We thought it was going to be a good team last year. It just wasn't for whatever reason. So you get to pick early. You've already said we're moving on from Derek Carr. Yeah. I think CJ Stroud would be an awesome fit in Las Vegas. And I think Vegas, if he starts to slip, I could see Vegas being a team that tries to move up just to ensure that they get cj stroud to be their quarterback we didn't do that in this draft but you know if he's sitting there still maybe at five does does vegas call start calling seattle and see what's off what's available there because yeah. i think they really want cj stroud
0: give him a second and mm-hmm. like maybe a third next year just to move up a couple spots yeah uh I, i'm i'm with you uh on that so uh cj stroud going to the raiders here's the number eight, number eight yeah this is where we make the draft a lot of fun we have the Atlanta Falcons trading this pick to the Baltimore Ravens and uh, the Atlanta Falcons are going to get back Lamar Jackson uh, and the Ravens are going to get Atlanta's first and second this year and next year for uh, Lamar Jackson. And um, this, I, I think this fits for everyone. Then we then have the Ravens selecting Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida And I think this fits for everybody because if you're Atlanta and you have this run first offense, um, this fits perfectly with Lamar. This is what Lamar has been doing. You give him pits, like he's had Mark Andrews, but you also give him Drake London. He hasn't had a Drake London uh, in Baltimore in his stint there. So um, you give him better targets, you know, uh, an offensive line that really gelled and came together last season for them. Obviously, the Falcons still need a lot on defense, but for fantasy, we love this because that's Lamar on a team with a good offense and a bad defense. That's exactly where we want Lamar. We don't want him to play the slow plotting never throw the ball downfield like they did in Baltimore because the defense was good. So, uh, but Anthony Richardson also going to Baltimore here makes it so they don't have to change their offense exponentially the first year. They will change it a little bit, but you keep it simple. You keep, you know, running first, you, you still do want to run the ball a lot. So, um, and you get extra picks, uh, to take more swings, to fix those wide receivers, to fix the offensive line issues that they're going to have, and maybe some corners uh, as well. So I don't know, man. I think this uh, fits pretty well for everybody.
1: Yeah, Baltimore, or Atlanta, let's start with Atlanta, has, we've talked about them before, they have the second most cap space. So they can pull off Lamar. They're one of the teams, one of the rare teams that can bring in Lamar. And you mentioned it, the offense is already pretty much designed for him. And he would have the, best weapons around him that I think he's ever had I can't remember him having better weapons than Drake London and Kyle Pitts he maybe had equivalent but it would be a great fit for him I would love that fit he might be for fantasy purposes right behind Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes right up I mean he's not far behind it anyways but probably moves into that tier and then so let's say that Baltimore does draft Anthony Richardson is he does he start over Tyler Huntley to start the year? I don't think so, right? They probably no. Tyler Huntley it for a while, kind of like I think
0: five to six yep. for for Tyler Huntley. And then all right, this ain't working. Go with the kid, you know. But but I think yeah, that's the right I'm,
1: call too. I think that would be the perfect decision. I don't we said wait, I don't want to start Anthony Richards in day one, but six games, seven games, let's see what he's got. Baltimore's probably losing games like at pick that it. point. Yeah, yeah just like pick it. it. Good call.
0: Just like Pickett. So uh, I, I think it would make sense. And, you know, Richardson is toolsy, and you, you're not going to ask him to do a ton uh, in, in this offense either. So uh, just make the smart throw and don't make mistakes, which, you know, he can make some mistakes. Uh, and he's a rookie, you're going to have growing pains with him but uh if lamar's not going to work which i think the even some of the fans i mean even our me rooms we got uh you know our, our ravens uh, dan dan the ravens fan uh i think he's kind of done with lamar so you know the fans have been done with him as well so uh i think it makes sense the next couple here uh, i'll go through the next 3 these are boring but they all fit uh carolina we have taken Christian Gonzalez, uh, the cornerback out of Oregon. Uh, look, let's put him across from J.C. Horn, and now all of a sudden, that's pretty dicey, um, that that, uh, that secondary. You got Jeremy Chin back there as well at safety. Now you're looking at a strength for this team. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, one of the best uh, players left on the board. So uh, we like that pick. We've got Joey Porter Jr. going to Philly. James Bradbury gone. This is a top-10 pick for them. So uh, Joey Porter Jr., Um, wouldn't be slipping to my Steelers, which uh, every other mock draft that I've seen is Joey Porter Jr. going to Pittsburgh, which makes me a little nervous because last time I saw everyone doing it was Artie Burns and it was absolutely correct. I like Joey Porter Jr. way more than Artie Burns, but, um, you know, I have other plans. We will, we will see them uh, later. And then another one that just makes sense, uh, Tennessee at 11, taking Peter Skaronsky, uh, Taylor LeJuan cut today. As we're recording this, I believe, uh, also Bobby Treat, Robert Woods, uh, cut today. So getting them under the cap uh, a little bit. But uh, Skaronsky would come in and start immediately for a team that had the 32nd out of 32 teams rated offensive line last year. So all of these three picks, CK, pretty easy fits, right?
1: Yeah, all easy fits. So the way we did this, we had the top 10 is Three cornerbacks, four quarterbacks, two edges, and three defensive linemen. If you go with two edges and a defensive lineman, so very defensive heavy cl- class. We've talked about how deep the cornerback is, how deep the edges, and you're seeing it. We we have them going early. Yeah, Joey Porter and Peter Skransky are perfect fits for what those teams need. And Christian Gonzalez and J.C. Horn at his best, Christian Gonzalez could be J.C. Horn, a long cornerback who gets his hands on you and lets Byron Burns get after the quarterback, Brian Burns, excuse me, get after the quarterback and Derek Brown and and just. Go from there. Build a defense in Carolina.
0: Yeah, I I, it's Carolina has so many needs. They can go many different ways here, but uh, all the quarterbacks are off the board at this point, so we can't give them a quarterback at this. This would be them needing to get a vet. So if they're not planning on moving up, that's probably going to end up being uh, what happens there. And the same thing with Philly. I mean, you know, Philly could easily take Bichon here. We know that. Miles Sanders is a free agent. That's a, in a lot of mocks here. But let's keep that defense strong, right? Especially with the new coordinator. So let's keep the talent on the de- defensive side, correct?
1: Correct. You just got to the Super Bowl. Don't don't fix a good thing.
0: Right, right. And then Peter Skoroski, it just fits. Bad offensive line. So let's go to number 12 here. Uh, this is the Houston uh other first round pick that they get from Cleveland for Deshaun Watson, the gift that keeps on giving for the Texans here, as you called it last week. Uh, we have them taking Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU to give them another target. Looks like Brandon Cooks could be gone. Um, you know, Nico Collins was solid last year, uh, probably more of a three. John Mechie coming back from leukemia as well. So Um, now all of a sudden, if you have Bryce young, you give him a big target in Quentin Johnston, you have hopefully John Metchie coming back, who was, I thought was underrated going into the process last year. So if he comes back healthy, that'd be a gigantic boost. You do saw Brandon cooks on the roster. Like we, we said, don't know if he's sticking, uh, if they can fix that contract, he would be, uh, definitely a tradable asset. And Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan. Like, so now all of a sudden you got some targets on this team for a rookie QB. It's
1: better in the giants, right? Those are all, that's a better wide receiver room than the, what the giants had to offer
0: and in the, the bears, probably And the bears,
1: the knock on Quentin Johnson's always been the quarterback play around him, right? Max Duggan almost went to Heisman, but it was, it was bad ball placement. A lot of times, at least when I, when I watched on Max Duggan. And so we've always said, well, what is if he was with Bryce young, right? What is if he played in the sec got this good quarterback play? Here's your chance. You're going to have Bryce Young throwing you the ball and the way we're doing it here. And and I think the range of outcomes for Quentin Johnston is very wide. He could be, be A.J. Brown. You could get A.J. Brown. You could get, you've mentioned Nikhil Harry before, right? It's extremely yeah. wide, but you got to take your shots. And you're not going to get a whole lot of options for guys like this. He is the only one in this class that I think has the potential to be a true I hate the word alpha, but alpha wide receiver is like number one <laughs> and A.J. Brown a Devontae Adams, someone who's a big physical receiver who can force defenses to game plan around them. I love Jordan Addison. I like Jackson Smith and Jigba. They're just not they're just not that type of receiver.
0: Right. Yeah, they're different. They can they can be number ones. They could be alphas, as you would say. But uh, yeah, even though you're rolling your eyes at your own statement. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a guy that could easily go out and have a hundred receptions and become the safety blanket for a rookie. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I kind of am excited about Metch coming back to hope that all works out. Uh, we got we got more interesting stuff that we did in this draft at number 13. We got Baltimore moving back up we have them trading, um, number 22, uh, a third in this season and a conditional third that can move to a second based on, their draft selection in this spot's uh, uh, performance. And we have them moving up to take B. John Robinson because what takes pressure off of a rookie quarterback like Anthony Richardson, who we have going for them, like a generational running back talent in B. John Robinson, who's gonna step in and be a top five running back the day he steps foot on the field? Um, you know, a run first offense, and and this is Todd Monkin coming in now, too who wants to run the ball a ton. So, um, you know, we got the Ravens, which I hate this, but we have the Ravens getting Anthony Richardson and Bichon in the first round and kind of resetting this offense. Yeah, we do. I know there'll
1: be people that are like, oh, you can't take a running back at 13 if it's Bijan Robinson, you can take a running back at thirteen. I, I think I feel very confident saying this is not a reach or anything. Bijan Robinson, you mentioned it, up's on the field. He's in the Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey mold. He would instantly overtake J.K. Dobbins. I like J.K. Dobbins. He's not the talent. I think J.K.
0: would be traded for another pick in this draft sure. at some point. There's sure, enough right. running back needy teams. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Bijan is a simply is a better player than J.K. Dobbins. He is. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about it. A an offense built around Bijan Robinson, Anthony Richardson. You mentioned Todd Mike coming in Georgia, the way they've wanted to run the ball, the way we've seen him use James cook as a receiving option. It would be awesome. It would be a yeah. great fit for what they need. And it would be the type of team you said, you've just rebuilt your offense in five picks here, pick eight. You went with Anthony Richardson pick 13. You got Bijan Robinson and now you're set. See, let's see it, how it works.
0: And he's still got picks left from mm-hmm. that trade uh, to, to improve. So uh yeah, I mean, I, this is, you know, we once talked again, about that one
1: a long time, but I think we hit it, dude. I think it would be an awesome fit.
0: And also, you know, I didn't even think about this. How about putting JK Dobbins in that deal and have Dobbins go, go to Atlanta with Lamar. Uh, I, I think that might fit too, for what they're doing. If Cordero is out the door, you have a one, two punch of Dobbins and Algier. Not bad. Kind of the same guy. So maybe not, but uh not bad. At number 14, we have new England. New England was tough because th- there's some needs here, but Cam Smith is what we settled on, the cornerback from South Carolina. Um, they're gonna have uh some needs at this position. So um, you know, uh the Miles uh, the slot uh corner, Miles Bryant is gone. Jonathan Jones is a UFA. So if they don't re-sign Jonathan Jones in particular, uh boundary cornerback is their top need on the board that I have. We'll get to them in in a little bit here, but um that's their number one need this fits they don't like taking wide receivers you know it was a whole thing that bill belichick had never taken a wide out in the first round and then they took Nikhil harry and obviously that did not pay off
1: so not they something they're probably receivers.
0: gonna do yeah so we got them sticking with the corner here
1: they're another team it's extremely hard to predict what they do because it's so much based on their system last year they took cole strange which was widely viewed as say mid round pick in the first round as a guard out of Chattanooga. And he was good. It was, they, they know what they want. They find their guys. Could Cam Smith be that? Yeah, he he certainly could be. He's the type of cornerback that could go in and yes, you know, they, we've seen, they love bumping around corners, right? Stephon Gilmore and being the most famous recently that they, those are the type of players they love. Cam Smith, the, the knock is going to be the athleticism. It, it could work.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's not, you know, uh, I don't think athleticism is something that, uh, Bill Belichick pays attention to as much as other guys. Nope. He wants the brain and cam's got that. So, uh, let's go to your boys. Number 15, green Bay. I'm telling we, you, dude, they sprint it, to the rock.
1: They sprint <laughs> to the mic. Brian branch <laughs> is there. It is five seconds in. And they're like, Adrian Amos, you're out. Brian branch. You're in. I'm, I'm all in at this
0: point. Yeah. Yeah. I know this is, uh, you know, you like it I when like every it. single team, uh, when every single mock draft, projects green bay to take brian branch and i think it could definitely fit i've seen a lot of him going to tampa bay to slip in mm-hmm. uh and going 19 but uh this is probably there's not a lot of safeties in this draft that are going to go extremely high brian branch is probably your only first round guy unless somebody else really steps up at the combine pro day stuff like that uh and impresses so Um, we got one safety going here and it's going to your guys and you are very happy about it. So, uh, easy pick for the Packers. It seems no wide receiver. Like what would, um, like Jordan Addison or, or, you know, someone else coming up here. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigbo, would you be upset if they decided on a wide receiver finally? Or if
1: Brian branch was on the board, I would be upset. If Brian branch was (laughs) gone, if Brian branch was gone, I could get, I could get behind. So in this case, Quentin Johnston's gone, right? I don't think, I think that's the type of receiver they love, right? They love the really athletic, the Christian Watson, the big, really athletic guys. And then they just see what you have. That's how they, sometimes they hit and you get Christian Watson. Yes. Big equanimous,
0: big, like every time they draft these wide receivers seem to be enormous. Outside of Rogers. A yes, Amari right. Mari Rogers. Yeah, well, that yeah. one didn't work out either. So, yeah. <laughs> uh
1: so do I? I don't see them taking Jordan Addison. I like Jordan Addison. I would be okay. I think he would probably fit because they need to replace Alan Lazard. we talked about it. They they would fit with the need, but it doesn't seem like the type of pick to make. It's either going to be to me. I think they'll take Brian Branch, and if not, I could see them very, uh, edge like line on the defensive line probably. Lucas Van Ness gets mocked there a lot. That that one makes sense to me. I don't necessarily love it, but it, it does make sense. So. I'm in on Brian Branch. I love it. I would be okay with a receiver though to fill that
0: need. It's been a first-round pick on Devonte Wyatt last year, so like mm-hmm. Van, that could make sense, and he's more of an edge anyway. Mm-hmm. But he he's he's a he's a chess piece mm-hmm. and a rotational guy. So uh, we'll see. But uh, let's go to 16. We got Osiris Torrance going to Washington, the guard from Florida, and this is one of their bigger needs. I mean, obviously, uh, quarterback is the biggest, but they don't, I don't know that they have the juice unless they want to trade a lot of picks to move up to get one of those top four guys. Um, could this be solved in free agency? Sure. I saw the other day they're considering franchising Daron Payne, which was a little crazy to me. Like Payne is great, but I don't think you have to pay him an enormous amount to bring him back. Just get him back. You don't have to franchise him. Um, that's going to be way, way too much money, I think. Uh, so maybe interior of the defensive line. Uh, could be here if they don't bring back um, Payne and they don't end up franchising him. But guard is the next biggest need. I mean, um, you know, the the center job is a question too. Chase Rullier, uh I, you know, right now Chris Paul w- uh, would probably be set to replace Trey Turner, but let's, give, let's just put Osiris Torrance in here. And this is a run-first team with a quarterback in his first year starting. Let's protect him and the run game. So I think it makes a lot of sense to have Torrance go here.
1: Yeah. Interior sometimes gets devalued because it's, I don't know how to describe this, because it's not a blind side of a quarterback, right? Interior sometimes gets devalued, but Osiris Torrance is a rare guard who can both pass block and run block extremely well. We saw this team, if you said, if you're going to go with Sam Howell, you don't want Sam Howell to be under pressure all the time because it's not going to work well, I don't think so investing in Osiris Torrance here he's another one we didn't mention him but it's really hard for me to see Osiris Torrance not being an at least average NFL starter for a long time
0: yeah I mean and the best guard in this draft by uh, you know a pretty wide much
1: better than any guard we saw I said Kenyon Green went I think roughly this spot last year to Texas or to Houston excuse me roughly pick 20 and Osiris Torrance is light years ahead of what I thought of Kenyon green. So yeah, I'm perfectly fine with this. I think Washington fans should really like that pick actually.
0: All right. So let's get weird. Number 17, my Pittsburgh Steelers. I have them taking Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC. And I know that, um, this is, well, first of all, this would aggravate the hell out of the Welsh because he always wants his teams to take wide receivers and they never do. Positions. Yeah, skill positions. And then my team always takes them and a lot of them seem to work out. Um, but look, um, you've got Pickens, who is a downfield threat. You have Deontay, who's your outside guy. The slot guy you traded. Chase Claypool was supposed to be the slot guy. You know, Pat Furmuth is going to get enough slot slot snaps to potentially be that guy. But this is, you've invested in Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett really wants Jordan Addison. So let's go get his guy. And, and, you know, I am sick of Deontay Johnson dropping the football and running his mouth. I am absolutely sick of it. So he's a great talent. I loved him coming out of Toledo. I was shocked the Steelers took him uh, where they did because I saw grades as high as the second round, but more I saw as UFA for Deontay coming out of Toledo. And watching his film, I went, I like this guy. I think he's at least a fourth-round pick. Steelers pull the trigger on him and he's become much better than even I thought he was going to be. But Addison, you put him in the slot and now you've got all of these weapons on offense for a, a quarterback that is still questionable. I love Kenny now. I was not very happy when the Steelers took him. I want him Um, It didn't make a lot of sense to me, but look, he's got the right attitude as a starting quarterback. So um, let's make him happy. This is what the Colts did for Peyton Manning forever, was they needed offensive line, they needed defense, and they said, Peyton, what do you want? And he said, I want wide receivers. So they kept bringing him in wideouts. outs. Uh, I think it's a good strategy for a guy that is a question give him as many weapons and no excuses so now if you take jordan addison you've got Deontay addison pickens naji harris in the backfield Jalen warren was really good back there too pat frearmouth uh, as your starting tight end so you know after that uh, on the offensive side all you're working on is the line mm-hmm. uh and maybe a backup tight end but um yeah i mean i think this makes sense and uh, I don't know. You kind of laughed when I made this pick. What do you think about Addison possibly going to Pittsburgh?
1: I laughed because it's it's just not something you see, but I mean you you describe exactly how it could work out. This is the Chiefs or the Bengals taking Jamar Chase instead of Ben A Sewell, right? It's yeah, it's just keep fortifying your offense. So the easy comparison for Jordan Addison is always Devonta Smith, because USC lists yeah. him at six foot and 175 pounds. How about just saying if he's gonna go to Pittsburgh? I don't know if he's Devonta Smith. I think he's like Juju, right? Without yeah. some of the headaches. Like he can operate underneath and he can catch. Now oh, I've said, I think he can do more than Juju Smith-Schuster necessarily. I know you're a huge Juju guy. I'm more of a, I'm kind of lukewarm on what Juju has to offer. I'm more of like the underneath option there. But I think Jordan Addison, he would certainly help the Pittsburgh Steelers. It would be, it's unconventional than what we've seen. It's not the corner. It's not the line. But yeah, at four to five's, you know, you get better at, Having Deontay Johnson should not prevent you from taking Jordan Addison.
0: Right. And it's a deep corner class. Like Mm -hmm. there are going to be other corners that are available. Offensive line, not as much, but you know, and and it's funny guy, listen to some Steelers podcasts and they're not too convinced that the Steelers are going to go out and make offensive line, the priority in free agency or in uh, the draft this year, because Dan Moore played better down the stretch. Uh, at left tackle Uh, and Mason Cole played better when he was healthy at center. So, um, so I don't know, you know, uh, the offensive line is obviously the biggest need. I think we need a nose tackle too. Uh, There are other guys. I mean, there's so many interior defensive linemen and so many edge players too uh, in this draft that you can get, uh, those things a little bit later, so uh, I think it makes sense for Kenny. Just give him as many weapons and no outs, no excuses. So, um, let's go to eighteen, where we have Detroit taking Brian Bercy the interior defensive lineman from Clemson. Another one that just really seems to fit for the Lions, right?
1: Yep, the typical Dan Campbell guy. The knocks on Brisee were that he he wasn't perhaps as good as we thought he could be this year. Last two years ago, we missed with the knee injury this year at sometimes the production waned. I said, I'll give a guy a pass. If your little sister dies of a brain cancer, I give you a pass yeah. for for your on field play. And I think he's just a he's just a really good football player who would fit exactly what Detroit wants. That could be an impressive offense or defensive line, actually, with the Aiden Hutchinson pick last year. And who was the, the other rookie that came in? at Alim McNeil of the
0: year or Anwazerky.
1: Uh, no, there was, a, there was a person who came in at the end of the year and got a bunch of sacks. Oh, just They're, James Houston. James Houston, thank you. Yeah. So just think of like that type of a line that you have. You mentioned a bunch of players, Ali McNeil too. Yeah, it'd be a great way to start your defense, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The good rotation build on through the, the interior. Lines. Yeah, build, through, build the lines. through the lines. That's exactly what this team has done, and it's really working. And they got a corner for that back end and another interior lineman here. It makes a lot of sense. And 19, we've got uh, 19, 20, and 21 here. We've got uh, Trenton Simpson going to Tampa Bay. Uh, Levante David's a free agent. We talked about the cap issues that they have now. Trenton Simpson. What is he? It is a big question because uh, he played, I think last year it was 47% in the box or over his career. He's played 47% in the box. Uh, he played 26% on the line and 26% as a slot wide receiver. So our slot corner, excuse me. So he is kind of like, you know, Isaiah Simmons, they used more all over the place. I mean, he played free safety, he played strong safety, he played all over. Um, but his freshman year, he played mainly on the line. His sophomore year, he played mainly at corner. And his junior year, last year, he played in the box as a you know strong safety and linebacker. So this is a question as to where he goes, but they do have needs in plenty of spots. So I want a good plan for Simpson going in somewhere, I think Tampa Bay could offer that at 20. We've got Keely Ringo going to Seattle, give them another boundary corner with length. And this is also Pete Carroll who thinks he can coach anyone up at the, uh, the cornerback position. Cause that is where he started. That's his specialty. So giving him a guy, uh, uh, you know, a, a mold of clay like Keely Ringo to make him better. Look what he did for Tariq woolen already made him a pro bowl corner. And then 21 Miami's huge cheaters. They don't get anybody. So uh, Simpson and Keely Ringo, what do you think of those picks there?
1: Yeah, I think as you talked about Trenton Simpson, just playing all over the defensive formations at Clemson, what you realize is he's just really talented. Now he needs, like you mentioned, he needs a good coach behind him. I think Tampa Bay losing Levante David likely here as he probably goes and chases a ring. I hope for his sake, but I think Trenton Simpson would fill in nicely there. And then, what would happen, I think, out of this class is then for the rest of their time, you just like lockstep Seattle and Detroit's picks together because we gave them both basically the same two positions, right? Seattle would come out with Tyree Wilson and Keely Ringo, an edge in a corner, and then Detroit would come out with Devon Witherspoon and Brian Brissy, uh, interior in a corner, and I think we would just always compare those two, and I'd have to say, I think both of them would get players that fit their systems, right? Yeah. Seattle loves the, the high upside players. Tyree Wilson, huge wingspan, and the same thing, Keely Ringo huge wingspan guys. And then Detroit is more like, you know, I hate another term, the grinder guys, right? Like, yeah,
0: but that's true.
1: And that's what we give here, right? Brian Brissy and Devon Witherspoon. So I think we did pretty good job of mid of trying to match fit to scheme too.
0: Yeah, I think these are some solid picks here. Uh, At 22, we've got Lucas Van Ness going to the Chargers. 23, Broderick Jones, uh, the big tackle from Georgia, going to the Jets. And at 24, uh, we got John Michael Schmitz going to uh, the uh, Vikings, um, staying in the state. So uh, tell me about Van Ness, Broderick Jones, and John Michael Schmitz because these are not sexy picks, not a single one of them. But they are all pretty good needs for these teams, and I think they fit. Chargers need edge
1: or need line rotational players, and I think Van Ness is that's exactly what he's going to offer. We've talked about before; he did not start at Iowa, but you just you want guys like this on your team. Do you see what you can get out of him? Can he he can play inside and outside and next to Bosa? Could be a very impressive uh, line rotation there. The Jets would. Sprint. I think what if either Broderick Jones, we haven't mentioned Paris Johnson yet either. If either of those tackles, they trade down with Baltimore and the, the offensive line play is still there. They would be so happy. Broderick Jones. We picked over Paris Johnson. Broderick Jones is really good, really talented player. And he's maybe a little raw, more raw, but very talented. And then Minnesota, we talked about corner. They need corner badly. We didn't see the one here. We just had Keely Ringo go. We didn't see one that necessarily fit in this spot and they really need a center and it doesn't yeah, seem Garrett
0: Bradbury is a free agent Bradbury is so. a
1: free agent and John Michael Schmitz. We've talked about him before too. Another one, just plug and play. I think John Michael Schmitz would play from day one and be one of the better centers and the... not Creep Humphrey is good maybe, but one of the better centers in the league.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, um, you know, and, and it, it also fits cause I like, I would really just like them to resign Garrett Bradbury. So they go into the draft without this need, but right now the 23 mil over, And we look through. There's not a lot of big contracts they can cut, so um, they're going to have to make it work somehow. And I think uh, John Michael Smith's potentially being available for them late in the draft uh, would be nice. Obviously, you can't count on that, um, you know, going into the draft. But you know, got gotta have a plan, and that could be it. Uh, At 25, we've got Paris Johnson going to Jacksonville. 26, we have uh, the New York Giants taking Jackson Smith and Jigba, and at 27. We have the Dallas Cowboys taking Drew Sanders, the linebacker from Arkansas. So that's the sound of the Cowboy fans turning off uh, the mock. So uh, b- because we didn't give them uh, John Michael Schmitz, who is exactly probably who they want. Uh, but um, let's talk about some of these picks. Let's talk about uh, Paris Johnson going to the Jags. Start there.
1: Jaguars need offensive offensive lineup. I believe we talked about Jawan Taylor's a free agent. And... Cool. So you'd need a tackle. Paris Johnson is probably more refined than, than Broderick Jones even, and could start right away. And more likely the left side, we've seen him play mostly left tackle. And we talk about it as a flip, but everything is backwards. If you go from the left side to the right side, you start with your different foot and you have to be taught that. So I think he could start right away at left tackle for Jacksonville. I don't know if that's what you want necessarily with Trevor Lawrence right away, but he starts right away or he gets a little more time to uh, train, learn a little more, could be a really good left tackle for a long time on a very good and up-and-coming offense. We talked about receiver, but you reminded me, Kelvin Ridley is coming into there, too, so should be yeah. a good offense coming forward. The Giants, they need receiver. We've talked about <laughs> it, a million, especially if they're going to keep Daniel Jones. Get him some receivers, Jackson Smith and Jigba. It, I, I said when we were doing the draft, he's a lot like Victor Cruz. He's Let very me ask much you like this. Victor Cruz.
0: Hmm? Knowing what we know now, because we put this together Sunday um and we're recording this on Wednesday and it'll drop on Friday so knowing what we know now would you switch that pick to Jameer Gibbs if Saquon is walking or would you stick with the wide out
1: I'd stick with the wide out running back is deeper I think running back is deeper than wide receiver and so as much as I like Jameer Gibbs I think he would be a I think he'd be a good fit too it's the same thing as what we talk about with Saquon and Daniel Jones is you have to prioritize one of them, right? And so right. you're going with Daniel Jones over Saquon, and then you have to just make your choice running back or receiver. We've talked about the depth of the running back class. Can you wait till the end of the second round and still get a Zach Charbonnet? I, I think that's probably a better fit for what they need.
0: Uh, how about the Cowboys taking Drew Sanders? I mean, look, this is a fun fit because it, it fits a need at linebacker. Uh, plus he went to Arkansas, which is Jerry Jones' alma mater. So, uh, you know, uh, the two top guys are gone. So this would, you would put in drew Sanders who by the way was an edge rusher at Alabama until last year. And then he moved to Arkansas. So he's still kind of getting the nuances of the position. He misses a lot of tackles. So that might be frustrating the first year, but also on third and long, you can put this dude on the edge let him get after the quarterback. He can go and do it. So kind of like what they did with Micah Parsons, they started putting him on the line, went, Holy crap, we have to have this guy on the line. He's way too good there. I don't think Drew Sanders would be a convert like Parsons, and he doesn't have that upside, obviously. But this fills an immediate need for this team, and it's an Arkansas guy. So it's kind of a fun pick for the Cowboys as well.
1: Yeah, I think it fits. You mentioned he was at Alabama. He just, I mean, it's really hard to break into the Alabama pass rush room that has. Will Anderson, and they have another one we'll talk about. If we do this again next year, you know, maybe next year, we'll talk about another one pretty early next year. So, uh, they're going They have a lot of edge players there. So, he moves to Arkansas. They have him switch positions. Linebacker is a need. Leighton Anders is a free agent. Anthony Barr is a free agent. Uh, he can fill in and right away. And you mentioned Micah Parsons. Sure, you, you probably aren't going to move him to edge full time like they've basically done with Micah Parsons. But third and long, you leave him on the field, and he can be one of the more effective blitzers then because he's shown he can be an edge rusher.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's uh, it's a fun fit. I don't know mm-hmm. if uh, Cowboys fans are going to like it, but we like it, uh, and it's our mock. That's so right. uh, let's go to 28 here. Buffalo, we have picking Cody Mock, the interior offensive lineman from North Dakota State. I mean, is there a better fit for their fans than Cody Mock going to Buffalo? Come on, man.
1: It's a perfect fit for the person, and it's a perfect fit for the need they need. And we'll talk about Buffalo today a lot. They need offensive line help.
0: Yes. Roger Saffold was bad and a free agent. So, uh, yeah, they, they need that help a lot. Uh, number 29, <laughs> speaking of people turning off this pod, maybe Bengals fans cause we're not giving them an offensive lineman here. We're giving them Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, but this fits Hayden Hurst is a free agent. Um, this guy can block too. He's a complete tight end coming in, which is a rare thing in the NFL. So, uh, a lot of people have them taking Darnell Washington, uh, but Mayor goes ahead in that scenario uh, because Darnell Washington can be an extra offensive lineman in most spots, which is also something that they need. But so maybe Washington's a better fit. But you can't pass Mayor if he's available.
1: No. Yeah. Could they easily take you know, Darnell? Right would fit here, and you put him at offensive tackle. Yes, they need offensive lineman. We've said that before. Dewan Jones. Just get him. DeJuan monster. Jones. Sure. Yeah. Take Dewan Jones and put him at offensive line, and that would that would make perfect sense. And they take. Darnell Washington in the second round. I, yes, I could perfectly see that happening, but but Michael is a really good football player, and we've seen them just say, you know, damn the offensive line. We want good football players. That's how they have Jamar Chase on their team right now, and he got him to the Super Bowl. Now, they didn't win it because of their offensive line, but this is a lot farther than I expected Michael Mayer to fall, but it's hard to find a fit for him. If you don't give him to Jacksonville at 25, which we didn't, it's hard to find a fit for Michael Mayer just because it's not that he's not talented, but it's a deep tight end. I don't want to say it's a deep tight end class. There's a few tight ends at the top that could be <laughs> very good. And then because of that, we just see keeps getting them pushed down. I feel like, but Michael Mayer is a good player. And would, can you imagine an offense that has Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Michael Mayer on it with Joe Burrow at quarterback. Talk about fun to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I hate it. Uh, Cause the Bengals <laughs> get a good player, but I mean, they, they've made great picks recently, so uh, there are other needs on this team, but mayor uh, seems like almost too good of a fit. Uh, we have the uh, saints who, you know, they got this pick from trading Sean Payton, taking Keanu Benton, the interior defensive lineman from Wisconsin, which just makes a lot of sense because they have to have interior guys. He's raw, uh, but he's got a lot of strength and just give him some playing time. Let him work it out on the field. I think would be great for this team who has cap problems. So they're probably not going to be signing a lot of players and their biggest need is on the interior because they have so many guys entering free agency. They got nothing left. So uh, interior defensive line, this could be Elijah can too uh, if they wanted to, although uh, they're run more three, four. So probably he's too undersized to, to do that. So uh, Benton makes a little more sense, but um, you know, I it's gotta be on the line here, right?
1: Yeah. When we went over their team needs last week, you mentioned that their only defensive tackle on the under contract is Prince Amelia, who I will admit I've never heard of. And so <laughs> that's a bad sign. Uh, they've already started. I saw someone, I think it was Eric McCoy. They converted some of his salary. They've already yeah. started working on their 50 million in the hole, but it's hard that's to right. see them getting too far along into that, but they're going that's enough to sign some free agents. They're going to need to make some of these draft picks for, to fill some needs they have, because there's not a lot of luxury picks when you're that far in the hole.
0: That's right. Exactly. Uh, at 31, here's a, here's a fun one at Philly. Uh, we have taking Jameer Gibbs running back from Alabama. So we've seen more mocks of Bijan going to them at 10, but Jameer Gibbs at uh, 31 is an outstanding get for this team. That is a run heavy team and needs a running back. So the fit is almost perfect here, right?
1: I think it would be a great fit. I think he's a, I think he's also a more talented player than miles Sanders is. And we saw how effective miles Sanders could be this year with Jalen hurts next to him. I think they could split him out wide as well. We've talked about that with Bijan, his effectiveness as a pass catcher. Jameer Gibbs is probably a mid day, like mid round four mid round pick as a wide receiver. That's how talented he is with his pass catching ability. So the fact that he can run and catch. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect fit. I think,
0: man, how high, you know, how high would we be putting Bijan in Baltimore with Anthony Richardson next to him, and Jameer Gibbs in Philly as rookies? I mean, Bijan is a first rounder, but uh, I think Jameer it, Gibbs
1: would be a second rounder.
0: Yeah, at I least think he'd be a second, second round rounder. rounder. Yeah, would you rather have Joe Mixon or Jameer Gibbs?
1: Oh, that's a really good one because those would both that's... be really high scoring offenses. Yeah, I would probably take Joe Mixon because Jalen Hurts will vulture touchdowns from Jalen from Jameer Gibbs.
0: Yeah, that's probably the right call. But but yeah, I. But mean, that's the
1: right area. You're in the that... right, which is what? Mid second round, probably.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mid to early second round for sure. The last pick of this mock draft that we have is Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia, going to Kansas City. Uh, You know, just the rich getting richer. Nolan Smith, if he was healthy, would probably be a top 15 pick. Uh, But because he tore his pec um, and has missed time in the past, that's his big bugaboo is missing games. Um, I think, you know, Kansas City just gets a great pick here at 32 by taking uh, Nolan Smith out of Georgia. So uh, your overall feelings on this mock, uh, this one feels pretty good to me.
1: Yeah, we're doing this here in mid-February before the combine, so we'll learn more, right. but I feel like we filled needs. I feel like mm-hmm. we we matched t- players to team philosophies, and I feel like we got some pretty good, we got some fun picks, but we got some, some possible picks in there too.
0: Absolutely. So it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys Absolutely. enjoyed that. Let's go to the AFC East now to take a look at some of these team needs, and we're going to start with, the Buffalo bills. Cause we just go alphabetically here. Buffalo is 19.1 mil over right now, but that will be finagled and fixed. Obviously picking a 27. They have their second, third, fourth, they have Arizona's fifth uh, and their fifth. And, but they don't have a six or a seven. Uh, let's start with quarterback. Probably need a backup unless they re-sign uh, case Keenum, but he's the UFA. So if you let him walk, got to get somebody else in there. Um, Singletary is a UFA they are probably not handing the reins to Cook which is why we've seen so many mocks of Bijan Robinson going to Buffalo uh potentially which would just ruin James Cook which I don't like but I would love Bijan in uh Buffalo I think that would be good not my favorite but I like the offense they just don't they don't utilize the running back enough but if they get Bijan they'll have to uh they they They'll just have to do Mm -hmm. it. Um, wide receiver is looking good. Uh, they probably need a third. Diggs can do it all. Davis is a deep threat. They invested in Shakir last season, so maybe Shakir's their guy this year. Um, but I think I don't think having Shakir would take them, you know, keep them from taking Jalen Hyatt or someone if they really wanted him. So, um, just someone in that range. Um, the tight end they need somebody behind Knox. I mean, Quentin Morris put up a couple touchdowns but i think he graded just overall like 74 out of 75 tight ends or something not good at anything but catching the ball in the end zone um we talked about the o-line uh saffold leaving is the biggest need spencer brown got better the last few weeks but is he good enough as a starting right tackle for them so potentially two spots there um at interior defensive line the stars are good maybe a little depth Uh, edge von Miller towards ACL. So he's going to miss most of the season. Shaq Lawson, uh, is a UFA. So they need some help on the edge. Uh, I mean, AJ Epinesa, I think it's safe for us to call AJ Epinesa a bus at this point, right?
1: Yeah. He's, he's a rotational player. He's probably, you know, the type of guy you'd rather take now in the mid rounds and say that you can, can fill in substance for us. They probably, he fell to the second round and a lot of people thought he was going to go in the first round and maybe the NFL knew more than we did there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, then at uh, linebacker, they need to replace Tremaine Edmonds pretty badly. So you know, if Drew Sanders fell past Dallas. I think Buffalo might be a decent spot uh, for him him to end up. So we'll see. Uh, cornerback, the the good starting group, but Trey White was up and down last season. You know, obviously had uh, the ACL tear a couple of years ago, and then at safety, uh, Poyers UFA Hamlin said he's going to play again. I think Micah Hyde is going to be a cap cut because I think he saves them like 10 million bucks. So, uh, safety is a pretty decent need for uh, Buffalo, too. So, looking over it as a whole, I've got uh, safety as their probably their number one with Poyer being gone, Hamlin being a question, and Micah Hyde being a potential cut. A left guard, second, then a linebacker, edge, cornerback, wide receiver, running back, tight end. So, uh, some needs for Buffalo. But your overall thoughts? I mean, the the core is still really good here.
1: It's a good team. It's the you know you're a Pittsburgh fan. I'm a Packers fan. It's the classic. You have a talented team versus a championship team because we've seen them get to the to the divisional round, what two years in a row, conference championship round, something like that. A couple of years in a row, we have not seen them make a Super Bowl yet because they have deficits, right? It's the offensive line. It's the lack of a consistent running game beyond Josh Allen, and you don't have running back as a team need. I think running back should be a team need, right? Yeah, just got maybe overlooked a little bit there. I think that's a team need. I don't think you mentioned Spencer Brown. He is one of the rare, rare athletes at, I think he's the, if you go to a a relative athlete score, I believe he scored 10 overall, like perfect score in it, but it also means you also have to be able to block and he's not particularly good at that. So Mm -hmm. Saffold's probably gone. They have to replace him. He allowed the most bets. You have to hedge your bets. If you want to try Spencer Brown again, fine, but you're not going to compete to win a Super Bowl, I don't think, with Spencer Brown as your starter, at least from what we've Ooh. seen from him so far, unless he steps up. Probably, I think you cut Naheem Hines, you can say $5 million. It's a very good team, but it is also a good team that's, I think at this point in my mind, a step behind what Cincinnati and Kansas City have to offer.
0: I think that's fair. Uh, I, I think that's fair. You know, But when you have Josh Allen, mm-hmm. you got a shot. So uh, you know, fix a couple of the issues and make it easier for him and uh he can take you to the promised land i think think. do you think tremaine edmonds leaves
1: yeah i think i don't think they can afford him i think they should try to keep him but i don't know how they can afford him
0: yeah i mean in last year was his best year finally like they kind of been waiting for him to step up he had underperformed uh as a first round pick um last couple years so Um, I mean, he always grayed out well, but I wanted more tackles from him. You know, probably just me being an IDP fantasy guy. But, uh, you know, just a little bit of an underperformer. So finally stepped up this year, and now he's gone, of course. Uh, Let's go over to Miami. 23.6 mil over as of right now. Draft picks are ugly, man. Uh, They forfeited that first. They got a second. They got a third from New England in that Devontae Parker deal somehow uh, they don't have a fourth or fifth. They have a sixth. that They got from Chicago for Jakeem Grant. Chicago trading these picks. It's kind of crazy. And then uh, they have their seventh. Not a ton of team needs for Miami, though. Tua is going to keep playing. They got a good backup in Skyler, so it looks like they're set at quarterback. Um, Alex Ingold. It, Alec ingold is the only running back on the roster. As of right now, most hurt, Jeff Wilson, both free agents, like we said, they're over the cap. So they got to do some finagling, get at least one veteran in here, but also uh, that second round pick could be a running back for Miami. Um, but this is, you know, this is a, a Shanahan offense that you pick up someone off the scrap heap and they'll be okay. So uh, whoever is on the roster should be pretty good in terms of fantasy, but, we don't know who's going to be on the roster for Miami right now. Um, wide receiver, they're good. Um, tight end, uh, Gesicki is gone. Mike uh, Durham Smythe could be a cap cut, so that's going to be a pretty big need for them. Uh, offensive line seems pretty set at the starters. Uh, interior, of the defensive line, Wilkinson and Zach Sealer are a great one-two punch, but they need depth at edge. I have them as good. Um, linebacker cutting uh, Jerome Baker would be a big cap relief, but he's all they got. So that's a little bit uh, of a question Have Channing Tindall, uh, who they drafted, I believe last year, but I don't know, man, you know, they got to get something there. Um, And they're probably going to have to at least restructure Baker. Uh, Cornerback depth, probably just need guys to stay healthy safety. They're good. They need a punter. So, For me, I've got running back at number one, linebacker at number two, because even if you do uh, end up keeping Baker, you need somebody else next to him. Uh, Tight end with uh, Gesicki gone and look like Jerma Smith being a cap casualty and interior defensive line depth as the major needs for Miami. Not a lot that you need here. Um, This is a team that's very good as well. uh, But the biggest question is obviously Tua. So the question with Tua, do you pick up the fifth? We're
1: in fifth year option season right now. They have to make that call here. And I think that's I just probably the most fascinating. you think you just do it?
0: I think you just do it. And then um, I think if he's not your starter, it's because he retired uh, because of mm-hmm. concussions. So I would just go ahead and pick it up and say, hey, look, if it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, he's probably going to just be hanging him up anyway. Because when he played,
1: they were really good. He was playing at a Pro Bowl level. And then yes. we saw how much he meant to that team, like, you know, you can say, cause before going into this year, there was questions. Remember they, this is the team. They lost a pick for tampering with Tom Brady. They, because they wanted him, they tried to trade for Deshaun Watson. They didn't get him. So there was real questions about Tua. And then he looked really good with a more competent offensive coordinator or coach. If you want to go, whatever you want to blame it on. He suddenly took a step up. They got Tyree kill and yeah, it looked awesome. But now you got to make the question with all these concussion issues. I hope he's good to go. I want to see Tua play. I think, to 23 million over this is a team that it's a much easier to figure out like extend christian wilkins you push money back there you have to extend christian wilkins he plays so well so you get some money early there
0: he's my favorite defensive player to watch in the nfl right now because he's
1: dominant and he's like fun and he's
0: always mic'd up and he's Mm -hmm. so much fun to watch and he's he's like a fun smack talker he's like not uh, you know, in your face and angry about it. He's laughing. He loves time. like
1: somebody who loves playing football, right? Which yeah. Sometimes it seems like some of these guys. That was always the knock on Jalen Phillips, who took a huge step up this year too. When he fell, was is he going to play football or is he going to want to do a rap career? I remember that being the knock <laughs> on him, and so he was dominant this year. What about Byron Jones? Are they going to? I think they cut Byron Jones. I think that's fifteen million saved if they cut Byron Jones, who is coming off of a, was it an Achilles? I think it yeah, was. A, I mean he, Achilles.
0: That, that's that's what I said, you know, about the the corners like they're good, but they need to stay healthy. That's is that what happened to Xavier
1: Howard this year? Because he looked like an entirely different player this year. At least. When yeah. I, when well, I
0: watched him. he was. It seemed to me like it's pretty clear he was dragging around something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he's on the field, but we've seen plenty all across every sport is you can tell when a guy is not 100 percent. And I do not think he was 100 percent last year. Yeah, they awful. need him
1: to play better. I thought. I think it was. I think he missed a game with a groin or something. But yeah, he did not look healthy, and we saw 15 picks the last couple of years, and he had one last year, which that's a big difference. But it's a good team too. It's another good team, a team that can compete in AFC East. A couple of things break their way. They need a running back that's going to be a big the question, because especially for fantasy, because this is another really fun offense. If two is good to go, you got Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Get a running back in there and and just one. Don't get three of them like we've seen out of all these Mike McDaniel offenses. (laughs) Just get one running back for us for fantasy, please.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would love it if if they drafted Gibbs or someone like that. But you know, you don't have the don't have the horses to move up, so probably not gonna happen. Sit in the
1: middle, take Devin A chain, build the fastest team ever. Oh, that's right. You're an A and, oh, an AM guy. That's right. I'm knocking off
0: Yeah, you. Yeah, I don't I don't want any Aggies as number one <laughs> running backs. He ain't gonna last. He can't. A chain would be uh if if A chain is in Miami, you know they've got two or three backs. Uh, because he's not that's getting true. 25 carries. So uh they're gonna do two running backs anyway. Him well, let's and David go to Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. Well that would no, that's no, no, my, that's bad, the one
1: though. I think might come there. That's my new prediction. Ooh, I like that.
0: Uh I like that. Saquon to Chicago and uh Montgomery to miami i like it um let's go to new england they got 29 and a half million cap space so they're good there in terms of draft picks they got 14 overall they have their second they have carolina's third they have their fourth and the chargers fourth in the sony michelle deal they don't have a fifth but they have three six round picks they got one from carolina for Stefan gilmore and one from uh vegas that was josh mcdaniel's trading for his guy jared stidham who ended up starting at the end of the year, you know, bring him all the way over and then start him. But he's a free agent for Vegas now, which is why we had them taking CJ Stroud. So, uh at quarterback obviously they're good. Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. We've heard a couple of maybe rumors that uh they could put Mac Jones uh, on the block because they like what they saw from Bailey Zappi. I know my guy Pat Fitzmorris, we talked about quarterbacks last week on the Fantasy Pros uh, Dynasty Pod. He likes Bailey Zappi a lot. Um, so Mac Jones could be on the move here, but, uh, I don't know. What, what do you think about that potential rumors with Mac Jones? Maybe leaving?
1: Yep. I skipped that rumor because I knew we were going to talk about the Patriots today, but that one, we, I knew we had to bring it up. I think if Mac Jones goes, the, the easy logical pick is once again, Oakland, right? Because, or excuse me, Las Vegas. That was a, that was an old school one, but, uh, the Raiders, the Raiders, right. To be united with Josh McDaniels. I don't know because they're so good under the if they had cap problems or something, I could get it. But what does moving, unless you are 100% confident Bailey Zappi is your quarterback here, what does moving Mac Jones really, how does it benefit you? Are we, do we think Mac Jones is bringing back a a big haul? Because I don't think Mac Jones is bringing back a big haul. He might get you, you might get a second round pick for him, right? I would, I don't think you're getting much more. And then oh, does the second round yeah. pick really help Bailey Zappi be a help him as his takes over as a quarterback. Here? I
0: think there's enough desperate teams that you could get a first, but I mean, I don't know if you're Carolina, you're not giving nine overall up for no Mac Jones. I, I think if you do that deal, it would be you trade Mac Jones and you get a first round pick for the following season. So 2024. So it wouldn't be something that paid off immediately, which is, you know, Bill Belichick doesn't care. He's going to coach till he's 110. So uh, it doesn't make any difference to him. He'll wait. So, I don't know. I think it's in the realm of possibility. What about um, Tampa
1: Bay at 19? Is Mac mm, Jones better than Kyle Trask?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would I say think yes. he is. But I don't, I don't know if you do that though. I'd, it's still, I, th- I would rather give Trask a shot and keep the 19th pick. I think. Th-
1: I think I would too. See, that's what I'm saying. So if you start Washington at 16, yeah, Mac Jones is better than Sam Howell. But I think I just want to keep the 16th pick and see what I can get out of it. It's, do you it's th-
0: okay. Hard. Let me ask you this: You keep Mac Jones. And he gets benched this year. What do you get for value, him? right? What do you get for him next year? I don't know that it's that much different, though. like it pro- like it's still a second round pick, I think, yeah,
1: I think it is. I don't I think he'd lose some value, but I don't see there being this Mac Jones was a high floor low ceiling player at least I thought when he got drafted. And I don't think that's changed. I think he's he's perfectly average. I don't know if there's this massive ceiling on Mac Jones could could Mac Jones carve out a career like Kirk Cousins where he's just pretty good and if you get him in the right system then he's you know Kirk Cousins put up some Pro Bowl years whatever that counts for but some quality fantasy years in there for what that's worth and I think Mac Jones if he had they don't exactly have the best receivers around him up there if he had a Justin Jefferson like Kirk Cousins has I think Mac Jones could put together some years like that but I don't think there's ever going to be this massive super high ceiling for Mac Jones
0: trade Mac Jones to the Niners they should have taken him anyway (laughs) So uh that would be hilarious. Can you imagine the uh, world
1: melting down if Brock Purdy ended up in New England?
0: <laughs> it would be like, of course he does. Yep. Of course he does. Uh, he would fit perfectly there. Uh Running back for the Patriots, Damian Harris is a UFA, which also, you know, another thing we didn't talk about in the draft, which is why we had the Ravens trading one spot in front of New England, because the only other team that I've seen between, like, you know, Philly at 10 and Philly at 31 or Buffalo at 27 or whatever, uh in the middle to potentially take a running back is New England. That that's the only other team that I've seen Bijan mock to. So um I don't think they'll do that. I don't think that's a Bill Belichick move. You know what I mean? Uh they like Ramondre Stevenson. I think they'll go with him. But they do need at least one backup. A wide receiver is where they need a ton of help. Uh, he, you know, Myers is an unrestricted free agent. They're likely cutting Kendrick Bourne. They haven't liked him anyway. Tried to trade him. Uh, he's been in the doghouse for that coaching staff for a while. So I think he's gone. Um, so wide receiver a big need for this team. At tight end, they're good on the offensive line. They need a right tackle. Um, interior defensive line, they need depth. Edge, they're good. Linebacker I have is needing depth as well. And then the corners, uh, slot corner, Miles Bryant's UFA. We talked about this before. Jonathan Jones is gone. So they need a boundary corner. I have that as their number one need. And then at safety, probably re-sign Devin McCourty. uh, But if they don't, they need depth there. And then special teams, they're always good. So uh, number one need I have for them is a boundary corner. Uh, If they sign Jonathan Jones back, then fine um wide receivers to right tackles three slot corners four, safety depth and then running back depth is what i've got here
1: yeah i think it's it's the secondary i think it starts with the secondary you mentioned miles bryant and jonathan jones jack jones played for them this year but i think he got suspended at the end of the year for a team rules thing so hopefully they can resolve some of that because he played okay at times and then Marcus Jones they have a lot of Joneses I just realized down there yeah, I know. in their secondary I didn't even realize that Marcus Jones is also in their secondary I know that they've already re-signed McDermott Connor McDermott for their O line I know that they at least were able to agree to a a deal but he's likely a backup anyway it, it's a it's a win- interestingly built roster now with that 29 and a half million they can go out and make some moves because they're going to need to I would like to see them bring in get a Tremaine Edmonds at linebacker. If you really want to go after something, take some shots at some of these guys, because it's a, it's a, a lineup that feels like it's getting close to being stuck in the middle.
0: They're third. They're clearly third. Now mm-hmm. Buffalo's one Miami's two, which I mean, I would say it's closer the, between those say, two and the jets are is passing them, down. right? The jets
1: are getting the jets, get a quarterback in here, which we'll talk yeah. about in a second here. It feels like this team is the window is closing, which if you have a young quarterback, it should be opening and it feels like it's slipping away from them.
0: Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. It definitely feels like that because the division is getting better. So um, we'll see with the Patriots, they have some work to do. Uh, the jets uh, are the last team in the East. Uh, they're 4.3 mil over. That's easily fixable for them. They have pick 13. They have their second, third, fourth, and fifth. No six, no seventh. So you could easily see. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get any compensatory picks or any of that stuff. We'll get in the middle of next month. Uh, but as of right now, uh, they only have the five draft picks. Uh, so I mean, obviously the biggest need for this team is figuring out what to do at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, a big rumor. Of course, I don't think that's happening. Um, we'll see. I think Jimmy G is probably more realistic, but Jimmy G is going to about, uh, you, you ask five different people and he's going five different places. So there's only one guy he's going to end up somewhere, but, um, uh, I don't know. I think the, the jets are a great spot cause they have good weapons at running back Carter and Knight will hold it down until Brees hall comes back. But I don't think Brees Hall is going to come back very quickly. I mean, he got hurt kind of midway to early ish. It's a pump right?
1: It's probably well, it's probably a pup so. guy, right? Which that is now only
0: weeks, four weeks. Oh, four pup. weeks. Okay, that's right. Yeah. They changed
1: it. Yep. Uh huh. So, yeah, so, I think that's probably right. You're probably not going to get him right away.
0: But even if you don't, Carter and Knight proved last year they're fine uh, filling in for him. So they're not pretty solid, but they're pretty solid. A wide receiver, they need depth, but obviously the starters are good there. A tight end, I think they're solid. Offensive line, I mean, Becton played one game last year, none this year, as you've mentioned before. Brown and Mitchell graded poorly. They need to re-sign Connor McGovern. So on the offensive side, the big work outside of QB is obviously to be done on this offensive line. Are you still going with Becton? Okay. Uh, If you're not, obviously we had them taking Braxton Jones, which would fill in a good spot because the other side with Mitchell was not very good either. Uh, McGovern, just you got to re-sign him as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, The interior of the defensive line... Quinntin is amazing but Rankin Shepherd and Thomas all UFAs so they got to get someone in there with and Williams which uh, could be uh, something that they do in the draft at edge they're good at linebacker they need somebody next to CJ Mosley uh, corner obviously they have you know three of the top 20 rated corners in the league they're outstanding uh, there safety are we sticking with Ashton Davis uh, probably need at least one safety with a Marcus Joyner being a UFA too, and they need a kicker. So uh, for the Jets, uh, to me, it's quarterback, re-sign McGovern, offensive tackle, interior of the defensive line depth, a linebacker next to C.J. Mosley, a safety, and maybe another wide receiver, just a little depth there. So um, what what do you think about the Jets overall, C.K.?
1: I think for a team that's four million dollars over, they can they can clear a ton of money if they really want to. There's a whole bunch I was looking through this. Carl Lawson, you, you let go of him, and that's fifteen million. Corey Davis is ten. million. Lakin Tomlinson was terrible. He's ten million. Jordan Whitehead seven. Braxton Berrios is five. That's You're forty million under the cap right there, right? Right. And then I know that they've already mentioned Quinnen's right now scheduled to play on his fifth year option. He's already threatened to hold out, so they've got to figure out you've got to extend that extend too. Him. Yeah, you got to extend that too. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league, if not the best for at his current age. So you got to do that. I think, didn't the Marcus Joyner say he was planning to retire. Did I miss, did I mess that up? Uh, he
0: probably did. And i
1: okay. I think it, he's no. planning to retire. And then, so, so I think safety is a big need here along with defensive tackle. As far as I mentioned, let Carl Lawson go. Then you just move Jermaine Johnson in who yeah. we saw in flashes last year? Right. So, it's this team is built on depth and it, it all comes down to that quarterback. And we've talked about that a, a lot because their defense is ready to compete with some of the best teams in the league. It is. And they got weapons too. They have weapons too, right? Did I see the, Garrett Wilson graded out as the 12th wide receiver out of 113 on PFF yes. with Zach Wilson and Joel Flacco throwing him and Mike White throwing him the ball. <laughs> right? and he was still the 12th wide receiver. That is, that is an amazing number. So, and yeah, apparently they fixed the Elijah. They have, appeased Elijah Moore, I think at this point, it feels like that he's, in. I
0: guess, I mean, I don't know if it really matters at this point, if they cut Davis, then, you know, Elijah you're Moore's in. the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's him and Wilson. So, uh, they signed a thousand free agent tight ends last year. So they're solid there. Um, it's just making shoring up the old line is to everything is secondary to the quarterback, figure yep. out while you're doing a QB and then, uh, offensive line. And then it's just really depth. You know,
1: that's pretty much it. If you get one of these veterans at quarterback, whether it's Jimmy G, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, whoever it is, you cannot at this point, I liked Mekhi Becton. You cannot trust him. It's another one just like Spencer Brown. You cannot trust Mekhi Becton. If you're going to be a team that competes, that's the only one. You've got to bring somebody in. I think we mentioned Broderick Jones, whether it's in the draft or in free agency, they need more if you're going to be a team that competes because one game in two years is it's not enough, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in that's the old scouting trope availability is the best ability. I got
1: a question for you about the Jets now looking at this roster. What are we just for fantasy purposes? Are we just done with James Robinson? Is he out now?
0: Uh, Completely well, he's out. gonna end up somewhere else. Uh, I, I think it depends on where he ends up because he was, you know, let's not forget he was coming off the Achilles last year and he looked amazing. And I remember Fantasy Pros had this funny, uh, funny tweet that said, put. James Robinson's Achilles doctor in charge of everything. Like if he <laughs> fixes him that well, make him in charge of the country and the world. Like what mm-hmm. is going on there? Because he looked good, but it, it unraveled quickly. It unraveled so quickly that he got cut and then went to the jets and, you know, didn't look great there either. So, um, you know, it took Deontay it's hard Orton. when you're against bam night. Yeah. It, it's it, my guy. It, it, it's hard. Yeah. I'm mean, bam. Knight's fine. Uh, but um, I like Michael Carter still, too. But no uh, one's Brees Hall. Brees Hall is, you know, true. like looks like a top five running back when he's healthy. But, you know, Deontay Foreman took him a couple seasons to come back off of that Achilles tear. So and look good. And he finally did look good uh, last year with the Panthers. So it could be something where you know, James Robinson's still young, too, where he looks way better this year, or he could kind of float around and kick around with a couple teams again, get one more shot like Foreman did, and then you have to perform. But yeah, I mean, for this season, unless he ends up somewhere great, yeah, kind of out on James Robinson. Look bad. So makes sense to me. Yeah, that is everything for us, man. That was a great show. I think we got a lot done here in an hour and a half. We had rumors. We uh, broke down a whole division and we did a full first round mock draft. So uh, a lot of fun. Remember to follow us at c-o-p-i-e-p-s-4-c-k and um what do you got coming up what's on the docket here
1: i have the daily five still doing that every day the fantasy baseball basketball football five of the day stories and then next week we'll talk about the combine we're getting there Combine time next week we'll preview it
0: combines coming up we will also be breaking down the afc north which obviously i am looking uh, forward to a lot and you can find me here. You can find me on the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast with Pat Pat, Pat Fitzmorris. Holy crap. I am tripping over my words at the end here. Uh, skinny Pat Fitzmorris will be uh, there with me. Um, and we will be talking about uh, tight end and tight end premiums this week. Uh, we've done wide receivers and quarterbacks and running backs, so go back and listen to those. Uh, If you want to, as well as you can for this show, for all the divisions, uh, we uh, are on our onto our sixth division next week. So you can go back and listen to any of those team previews. Uh, Obviously it's hell week for the Welsh and I right now Uh, on Friday, we are ending it out, but we did a show of, um, you know, CIs, MIs, outfielders, starting pitchers. We're not doing catchers or relievers as a show because no one listens to it. So we're going to do the, our big differences in the overall as well. uh uh, today that is out so uh five shows for you this week uh plus all my other stuff you just find me uh at bogman sports on the twitter and you can see all the work i do but that is gonna uh, end it for us we will see you guys next week for the combine take it easy everybody
1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18+. Lucky Land Casino
1: asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?